0: Experience. Subliminal SF.
1: <laughs>
0: Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet?
2: For beyond our comprehension. That's right. It's your host, Clem. How do you like my piano play there? Did you like it? That's what I gave to you. You know, I just don't want to be chopping up this stuff when I have to put it up on iTunes. So what I'm doing, I'm just, you know, uh, I'm just doing a little bit of music. What's wrong with a little bit of music? Everybody's got to have a little bit of music sometime. Sometimes music can take us different places. Transport us from where we are to where we want to go, or from where we're going to go to where we are. Man, it can remind us of the past, it can remind us of the present. Welcome world. That's what I'm gonna say. Welcome, below. welcome Tuesday. Here to Mutiny Radio, live on MutinyRadio.fm. It's Mutiny Radio's beyond our comprehension with your host Clem. That's right. It's Clem. Clem coming at you on the radio waves. Talking about a little bit of music. What is my music? The music that I got for you is some words. And the words that I'm talking, I'm hoping that they're playing really good. I'm hoping that they're permeating through all the social fucking bullshit. I hope they are breaking down the walls that you have put up yourself. I'm using every tool in my arsenal. I got the video. I got the music. I got the words coming at you. I am going to break through that imperial and penetrable barrier. There you go. I slapped myself. You didn't have to do it. We got a great show ahead of you here. I want to thank you for some of our sponsors, Norca on Camera. Go to YouTube, Norca on Camera. She is beautiful. She's my wife. Watch her journey, male to female, the transgender story. Did you know that we were covered on the news? Yeah, we were. During our marriage, uh, it was fantastic. Our marriage was at the governor's mansion. No, (laughs) it was not. Our marriage was at uh, City Hall, basically. In San Francisco, we wanted to make sure that we had it uh, we just felt such a, a tie uh, to San Francisco, to the Bay. And we wanted to, you know, make our epic journey so memorable. And my baby, she is the diva she is. That's why she's so good at those videos. And she contacted the station. She said, here's our story. They're like, wow. And so, you know, they got the camera out there. And I love all the all the stuff that goes around it, right? You know, there's a lot of... You know, I even do it here where we'll do just a lot of just kind of the cameras rolling, but nothing's going on. But you're kind of me and stuff, right? So we did some dancing uh, in front of the camera. Uh, You can find it. Uh, I think she's even posted the link to it. But uh, it was a great, you know, that repeal of Prop 8 as everybody took the hatchets. Took the hatchets to those who wouldn't let people be people. Wouldn't let the genders out. It was fantastic. Except the buzzing of the elevators. They were having the ceremonies on the balconies. The balconies are real nice. The stairs are really there. But the elevators that go up to that level were on the fritz. And it was just buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. It's like, great. Thank you, universe. And that justice of the peace was so amazing. He's like, look, we're going to be quiet about it. We're not going to, we're just going to go. And he took us over to the governor's balcony. Nobody gets to go over to the governor's balcony. Nobody. Not even if you want to pay for a service, you can't go over there. Is what he's telling us. So shh, and uh, my wife had all her bridesmaids, all the uh, male to female bridesmaids, beautiful, gorgeous. You can see him. I think there. I think she had pictures of everybody. And so he snuck us to the other side of the balcony there, and he performed the ceremony right there. It was like it was the fucking coolest thing, right? I mean it was it was the coolest thing. So that was uh that was pretty awesome. But you can go to YouTube and Norca on camera and go ahead and see her there. Clem's Castaways is coming up. And, and on Clem's Castaways we're going to do a lot of today's show as promos for the 5th annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival it's Mutiny Radio's Festival 2020 it's that comedy of fun it's from March 1st to the 7th and we're going to have comedic, uh, comedians like this person Dick Nundis. Dick Nundas is the articulate asshole Don't take my word for it. That's what he calls himself. But he's got stories. It's funny. I wonder if uh, if he has this on his bio on purpose. Because his bio says Nick Dundas is a stand-up comedian based in Seattle, Washington, who's performing, excuse me, performed across the country. Raised outside of Providence, Rhode Island, but Washington roots grew there. This West Coast transplant has quickly earned himself high praise in Seattle comedy circuit with his quick wit, self-deprecating humor, and NSFW stories. About his crazy family. He hosts a donut review show. Mm, Donuts. Donuts. You know, you get donuts with bacon, donuts. I went donuts with cocaine, donuts with meth, donuts with heroin. That would be iffy, right? You, You, Imagine what donuts with ecstasy. I think donuts in itself are pretty... Pretty ecstasy in Donuts with ecstasy. Donuts with shrooms. All right, so. Donuts with LSD. Donuts. He hosts a donut review show, Glazed and Confused, where he travels the greater Puget Sound area rating donuts with other comedians. You can't find written work, Oh, you can find his written work, his stand-up, and all his donut reviews. I should just put on my glasses, shouldn't I? Right here. Yeah, he's got a webpage. It's DickNundas.com. That's D-I-C-N-U-N-D-A-S.com. He's got an amazing line of shows that are coming up. Look at this. All right, so the Comedy Underground is going to be Monday, January 13th. Jai Thai Open Mic, Tuesday, January 14th. Last Comedy Club, Wednesday, January 15th. Flying Boots Ravina Open Mic, Thursday, January 16th. Last Comedy Club, Friday, January 17th. Palace Theater of Art Bar, Saturday, January 18th. Hosting Roast and Ravina Sunday, January 19th. Laughs Comedy Club Showcase, Thursday, February 6th. And Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, Friday, March 6th, and Saturday, March 7th. He's got a whole line of spots that he's going to be here. I think three different times. And you can go to mutinyradio.fm. Go to Eventbrite. You can get your tickets. Either one. Just search for Mutiny Radio comedy festival and you got it all right so there i did my volunteering for a little bit clems castaways listen from the 4 to 6 p.m hour stopped by to see my brother from another mother mr morgan over there at harbor size dispensary in oakland california and i walked in and it was great i walked in and there was a lady that was about to check out as i was going in she said sir Can you tell me which one of those? I was standing on the other side where the labels were all facing me. She was on the checkout line. If you've ever been there, then you understand. Use your mind's eye. She's on the checkout line, which is a long counter. She's on the other side. I'm on the entrance side. I have a whole display of product before me. And she says, sir, sir, might I ask you a question? Might I trouble you a bit, sir?
3: Might I just trouble you for a little ounce, a little ounce of information
2: from you, sir? But of course, madam, you may. Which of the products in front of your visual view with your acuity and mental dexterity would you pick for me to go nighty, night night night? I said, ma'am, thank you, first of all. Thank you for recognizing me as a human being in this world, a fellow patron of cannabis as medicine and or recreational. I do not judge, say it, those with ounces and pounds and kilograms of sin, Ma'am, I would suggest an intica, my ma'am. Shall I pick one for you? Yes, please. Very well. Here, this one has 21% THC. What does that mean, sir? It means you'll go puffy, puffy, puff, puff. Puffy, puff, puff, puff. You will put it out, ma'am, and lie immediately in your bed. Thank you, good sir. That is exactly the product I was looking for. My pleasure. And hats off to you, ma'am. Have a great day. But that's it. Hey, no problem. You need an indica Dominant, probably, and I suggest. And this one has a high THC value, which means it's pretty effective right away. And it is going to be perfect to calm you down and should put you right to 90 night sleep. Good, good. I like it. I like it. As we roll into our <laughs> first quarter, then I will have to thank, obviously, I have to thank Mark Hopkins, Chris Robinson. Mike Huntington, Officer Surwick, Sergeant Camacho, the thoracic god with all his residents at his beck and call as they watched with eyes. Yes, you can hear words with ears, but he was a such high standard in value that they would watch the very words as they formed out his mouth. And traveled through the airways to me. And thank you all their teams and the ambulance member for giving me another life here. Thank you. I.
3: I. Wanna thank you. Yes, I. Wanna thank you. I said I. I wanna thank you for all you did for me.
2: And if ever I get to the point that I can afford all those expensive medical bills, believe me, believe me more than my thanks will flow and it will be the very currency, the very currency from the sweat I produce and the work performed, I will gladly give. As long as I can cover my rent first and groceries and some immediate, absolutely immediate bills of the car that, you know, always are, are always necessary. But thank you all. I know my wife thanks you. And I should have queued here, but I didn't, I didn't really queue up, but that's okay. I think I... I think I have it. I think I have it. Sometimes, sometimes thinking, all I'm doing is delaying, binging up, what I wanted to bring up. And what I wanted to bring up is the last one before we head into the show here, of course. And if I could get the internet to perform... If I could get the internet to perform, then I could go ahead and do the last of it. And as always, as a son would do, I thank my mother. Even though you tried to marry me off young, Mother, do you think they'll like this song? To your international exchange student, sister from another mother, and absolutely at the time, her crazy daughter. Mother, do and you that think story try to break is going to come up today on Beyond Our Comprehension. Exactly right hush all you babies don't you cry out there welcome to another tuesday so today let's share a story so that is absolutely a true story uh my mother had aunt uya and uh she is uh from iceland and was uh international exchange student and became like absolutely like if you went to the the home of my grandparents my my nana and papa right my mom's parents they were like the ultimate graceful nicest people as racist as they were and racist for sure don't get that wrong now my nana really wasn't racist my grandfather was earl now earl That was, that was, you'd hear that all the time. Now, Earl. Now, Earl. And then when you walk by, you would hear this. Earl! Earl, would you listen? And it would just be that, you know, you'd hear it all the time. Now, Papa was hard of hearing. And I think he would take his uh, hearing aids out at any time that he didn't want to listen to Nana. Because Nana used to talk to herself all the time, right? And sometimes you'd have to, right? Because if she would ever... Be married to my grandfather. Uh, when I go through the letters and I go through everything and I look at their life, uh, you know, as I go through, have <laughs> gone through their estate. Difficult person to live with, right? If ever one, if ever there was anyone that was cursed with marital strife, it was definitely my grandfather, my papa. So, anyways, of course, you know, it was high school and uh my mom and and then her, and then. Basically, you know, Nana and Papa became her surrogate parents and then they would visit all the time, like all the time, like all the time. You know, she was a travel agent, so she could come, you know, all the time over here and then and she would and spend time with uh, my mother. And it just seemed that the universe had planned it that here my mother produces a boy And the universe gives Aunt Uya a daughter. And so I was basically, because my mother was such a hippie, right? Such a hippie. You know, basically was betrothed at like, yeah. So basically arranged marriage at like four or five years old or as young as they did. Which I, I think it was probably just within the year because she was w- within a year of me. Uh, and so it was pretty much within within the nine months of knowing that she was pregnant and within, you know, the year of the that first, uh, you know, having the child, I it basically the contract was written. So I feel for you. I feel for you out there that, you know, that have had arranged marriages. You know, I I mean, you could do worse. People could do worse, right? Obviously, you know, but uh, I don't know how it would have gone as far as, you know, where we would have lived. Would I I have gone to Iceland like half a year and then, you know, we'd do half a year in the United States? I don't know how that would have gone. Interesting. But yeah, that was, you know, very interesting. Definitely interesting, you know, growing growing up and the different uh differences between prudism of the united states and not prudism of iceland and what i'm really trying to get out of, and trying to say is i think my parents were swingers that's a basically what i think it was it's just my parents were swingers. They probably got high on drugs all the time and they thought it was just great. And then here's two little babies and so let's just play like two little dolls and, you know, we'll just dress them up and they'll sleep together and bathe together and oh look at they're just like just man and wife. Crazy. Well, that's true. That's absolutely true there. Oh, yeah, and I know during that pause a lot of you are thinking, well, you know, who fared better? Oh, she definitely fared better. Oh, yeah, definitely fared better, you know, once she got all the meds <clears throat> and the crazy got out, you know, it was all good. Now I just had to grow out, you know, she, had, she uh, had a bit of autism. Scary, though. It was scary, autism. I feared for my life. I saw that. I saw I feared for my life over there. I was so lucky. So I uh was at Contra Costa Television last evening. They did a performance for Veterans Voices. And you can look on Facebook if you want to check it out. But it was pretty interesting. They had a it was authors night, so they had through basically four authors and three different books. I think two authors worked on one book and then they had two single authors. What a process that would be, right? I think your first book takes about a year. And the worst part of it is after the year of all you pour your heart into it is finding somewhere where you can publish it, right? Right. But then from publishing it, you got to do a web page for it. You got to do a Facebook page for it. Then you got to go promote it. Because here's one of the s- <laughs> things that the author said. Is nobody will sell your book for you. Obviously. Except for. Uh, oh, what is. One of it. One of the books. And the name slips me right now. But you know the one that used to do the uh, beer commercial, had the the cigar, you know, the most interesting man in the world. He did a promo spot for one of their books because he liked it so much. I was like, wow, that is cool. I mean, you know, you can get accolades wherever you can for the stuff that you do. But when you get like the most interesting man in the world to do it, that's pretty, that's something. You can see that. Uh, they archive that and they rebroadcast it. So if you're over uh, in the East Bay and I, I talk that way because, of course, the show is global. Oh, you wouldn't know the groups around the world that I post this show into. So definitely when you listen here, you know, you're listening with a global audience. So it's all good. So veterans, it's cold. Obviously, you know, we a lot of our talk that we were doing is just, um, I think I'm going to repeat the homeless series that I did uh, with some interviews maybe over in the other counties and try to just provide content. You know, sometimes that's all you got to do is just be a content provider and, uh, you know, you get your start th- that way, however you want to do it. I like it. I love it. You know, you. I think it was what it was a five o'clock call for. I think it was a five thirty green room work to a six p.m. first show, and then a seven live performance. Totally different than radio, right? You know, because if somebody has the the period before me, I'm running in ten minutes prior to my show throwing stuff on if i got a guest they're waiting out there before i can bring them in and then i would have to you know jiffy pop the cameras up get the website going and then you know i never would have been able to put down some of this music you like this i don't know let's see what do i got i got another one here what is this one this one i actually Don't you like those those little intros? Blink, blink, blink. We used to have a piano uh, in our house. And then my mom was pretty adamant. You know, she wanted us to be musical. But then, you know, hey, life happens. She moved on. And uh, we never really got to take that piano seriously, right? But... I used to love as autistic mind that I had was just like hitting one key, like a million times because that percussion, you know, that's that's as a lot of people can understand. You know, uh, if some people love kind of just the percussion, kind of just the constant vibration or something like that, uh, you know, there there could be a, a point of autism that they have. Mine all came from brain injuries brain injuries being dropped first was papa's fault right and then from there it was uh injuries from horse riding and then injuries from taking her horses and injuries from being around horses and then the rest of that was you know it was all football and then car accidents so, and then the bicycle accident. So, you would think it, I think what it is is like the first accident that gives you brain injury opens up your mind and then the next one is like okay, it resets it and then you have a But by the 12th one, it, there's no fix in your head. So, I was doing a uh, put together a job series, right? And that's all important. Because there's a lot of people that need work, especially after they went through the holidays and spent all their money. Hey, I know what you do, but you do you. You do you, okay? But you know, it's important that you find a job. So how do you do it? How do you find that job? That ominous lurking. Because it isn't just the job, right? It's needing the job and then the money that you need. It's searching for the job. It's trying to put everything together. It's begging for money so you can get to the job until you get the job all of that all of that is part of it right and it can be as ominous and looming as that kind of just piano right that dread how heavy it is just looking for a job Man, that person is not bad on the keys there. So, yeah. So, what do you do? Well, first of all, you need resources. And where can those resources come from? Lots of places. The first thing I would do is definitely get a library card. Okay? If you can't get a library card because you don't have any kind of uh, like a utility bill, whatever, if you're homeless or, or whatever, then you've got to find some kind of a cafe, find somewhere where you can isolate your mind, all right? And write down some of the things that you're good at, some of the things that you're passionate about, okay? Because here's the thing, you can't become great until you start small, right? It goes from practice small into the consistency of it and then on to masterpiece and greatness and unless you're just savants but i don't know how many people are savants i apologize to the people that are going back to the archives for this because you're gonna pick up about an hour and a half of the archives you know what i mean but I was so excited to get into the show. But you didn't miss that. You're right into the meat of it. So those of you that are listening to the archives, were well, are welcome to Beyond Our Comprehension. I'm Clem, your host. And so is Jobs. I won't tell you how to do yours. <laughs> but I'll just give you guidance on how uh, I am prepared in mine. Mine, I use whatever resource I have. If it's people I've networked with, if it's retraining I can do somewhere, if it's a library, if it's a coffee shop, if it's home, if it's going to the Goodwill to where I can look to see if I can get some books on the cheap. It's there. It's going into, uh, this is a great place to go, secondhand bookstores. They usually have, like, there's a collective here called Adobe Books in San Francisco. And it's so great. It's a collective. You go in, they've got all the books that you can buy, and everything's already in sections. My section is going to be science. If it's going to be degree-related, and I'll go in there. And I did. I was able to find a book uh, by Nick Lane, who's a great biochemist uh, in Europe. Uh, I am trying to stomach uh, through his book, of uh, The Vital Question, and a lot of that is just me uh, taking the time to where – because I get through there and they'll, he'll breach a topic and, and it's like surface area of the cell. And I'm like, wait. I want to go back and I want to review some of this math mathematics here, so that way I can continue on with his conversation. So I'm at the level of where he's speaking at, right? Sometimes you have to do that for books. That's, sometimes you have to. You can start a book and say, "Oh, I need to be at this level before I read this." That's fine. Review whatever you got to do. Move on. I picked up his book Life Ascending, so I'm like, great. Now I can go Life Ascending onto the vile question, or I'll just do two books at one time. But those are definitely the way to do it. But you can pick up your books right on what you're passionate about on what you're passionate about never follow a dream that you're not passionate (laughs) about because you won't work as hard you won't you won't work as hard as that if you know that you love to do something then you know that whatever it takes you'll find a way to do it i tell norica all the time you know I'm, i'm giving this spot right this this Tuesday, 2 to 6 p.m., and it's not easy. I have to pass on a lot of different kind of positions, right, in order to go ahead and hold this slot so I can develop my energy, develop my stories, develop uh, my conversation speeds, get out my mental health, meet people, network. I've committed. And so now to find jobs around here, I have to work a little bit. Oh, it doesn't just work at the regular nine to five. I got to find some people that give me some 312s, right? I'm looking for 312s. Give me some 312s out there, everybody. You can go to LinkedIn. Go to Michael Clem on LinkedIn. What? It, and you just tell me what part you need of me right? You need my biology degree? Great. You need my biotechnology concentration? Great. You need my computer science work? Great. You need my anatomy and physiology? Great. What do you need that I've learned? Because what I know is what I know. and What I know is what I learned. And then from knowing what I don't know, I can gauge. That was the first thing I told somebody. They said, well, you're pretty smart now. I'm like, well, absolutely. Graduating, I figured out how stupid I really was. And it it took me. (laughs) I had to go, man, I am not at the level that I thought I was, especially if you have certain kind of people that are mentors. I was having a conversation last night with an intern that was over at Contra Costa County TV station for the the Veterans of Voices. And, you know, they're volunteering their time out there. They're not getting paid for it, but they're hustle. They're putting for the work. They're networking now. They're, uh, and uh, you know it was great to talk to, uh, to Brian there. And you know it's it, we talked about kind of a lot of different things, you know. But a lot of it is, is kind of work, you know. He's in school right now, but the, the ultimate thing is, is, you know, because they know they're passionate about it is finding that first job. And a lot of it is how I'm going to have to piece their mind is you may have to work a day here, a day there, whatever five different companies you work for and put that wage away in order so you can do what your passion is. Right. And if his passion is, is, you know, working the board, doing sound, whatever, He was like, you know, I'm interested. I'm like, I'm looking for an intern. (laughs) I'm like, I'm looking for an intern. You know, I got to make sure it's not on a school day. Right. I got to make sure he's in college. I got to make sure it's not on a school day. Right. You can't pull them from class. But I'm like, I'll definitely lay. I'll put you hands on in two seconds. I'll train you, train you, train you. You get one day to shadow, one day to operate, and then one day to fly. Right. But you, you know. It's like it's like it's what you got to do. Another person's over there. He says, "Do film." He heard I did a homeless series. He's like, "Wait, wait, you did?" I'm like, "Yeah." Now, was I am I am I trying to be a um, camera person or assistant camera person or anything like that? No, I just know if I need content for my shows and I need to go out, I have to be the one to get it right. I can't just say, "All right, from two to six p.m., I have this hours that I." you know i'm paying myself and how do i pay myself i uh, by doing as much work as i can to promote the shows but you have to work i have to work and so what do i do man i use the count whatever county you are living in utilize the county offices as as much as possible because here's the greatest thing. And you can see this, right? A lot of people just go in expecting it. And a part of that is they just haven't been educated. But if you go in there and you show diligence and you show that you, you want it, that you need it, right? That there's absolutely nothing. And then you just need the guidance. Man, you can't. Uh, you should see the empathy and the connections and the and the relationships that form from utilizing offices like that you get to know the people there the different kind of counselors there the people who are uh, are ready to help you and you gotta you know but you gotta do the work right you gotta go to your library get out a book like uh here's a couple of them right is what color your parachute you can get books like your first resume there's a lot of things where there's just exercises in there where you talk about you Because in whatever career you're in, if you don't like it, then you got to do you right now. Don't wait to go, okay, uh you know, there's the thing. If you get out of bed and you hate going to work, you hate getting up, doing the shower, having that first, I mean, hate, hate, hate. By the time that you get to work, you're just, your cortisol levels are so high that you're doing detriments to yourself. If you are in a place where your soul is dead, where your soul is dead, then please, please, I'll use this term, please, you know, do the first thing. The first resurrection needs to be your soul. The first resurrection needs to be your soul here on earth and what your career and your passion is, what your purpose is. Man, if you don't know it, that's okay. I have dids, right? Does everybody understand what that is? Dids. Dids is called dissociative identity disorder, where I have multiple people have a lot of passions, right? But I work through it. It gets confusing. But when I work through the exercises, right? I mean, what am I supposed to do? I've had so many brain injuries. It's not like I can apologize for it. It's It's just something that's a part of me, right? So how do I get jobs? I work at the exercises, man. Well, man, no thing. I work at the exercises. You know, I work at the exercises. It says, what are your skills? I go back and I look at all the, here's one thing I've kept the original, right? The original, like in in the military, we called it the your non-commissioned officer evaluation. Yours, your n-c-o-e-r right of evaluation report and then i I go through all the years of it i'm like i've got quite a few years of these and then i have a last out and so i just went through there and i started just writing the words down what's great about the little i think it was like the book was your first resume is it kind of has just a lot of words that you can kind of highlight and so I just go and whatever words were on my evaluation, I can just go highlight on that. Whatever was consistent in my grade school, positive attitude works hard. I have a, sir, I have a positive attitude and works hard. I've had that since grade school. It's on every single, right? Boom. There's, a, there's an end to any kind of conversation when you start into your interview, right? What is your skill set? Because you don't want to pronounce a skill set that you don't have. Because you could go in and you could fake an interview, but, you know, a week or two weeks on the job and they, they'll see right through you. Well, I want to put a, a skill on my resume that I don't have, but great, learn the skill well, how am I going to learn this skill? I can't like go to the job. They're not going to, it's fine. All right, go to first. It... Here you go. Is it something that you need to read about? Go to Google Scholar. Go to Google Scholar. See if anybody has done any kind of information on, on your passion or whatever that you want to do. Okay. Whatever you want to learn. Go to YouTube. You can find so many learning uh, companies that are out there that are on YouTube that just ask for free donations, maybe even have a Patreon where you could do a dollar or whatever, right? So you get your uh, karmic feel to you and you go learn something. We were talking uh, the other night. while we were sitting in, uh, what was it called? Cues and brews. We were sitting there. I really think... The station uh, operations manager there, or whoever it was who flipped the bill for for the meal. You know, you it's a long, you know, it's a long set. You know, it's a long one you go through there, but it was nice. That was pretty awesome. And we were talking about I, I said I told him, I said, well, you know, I did on my Christmas Eve show, I said the baby's born that day. When they go through their elementary education all the way through, I say, we'll be learning stuff so different from what you and I can even think of, right? That it's the, because everything is going to accelerate, you know, cause I've roughly give them, okay, 10 years, say that, say those childs are nine years old when they're going through their elementary, uh, their middle school, whatever at nine years old, they'll be learning stuff that their parents do not know unless their parents themselves are absolutely active an hour or two a day in in what they're learning do you understand be it be it computer programming because that has to be known all that stuff so you got to know you got to know that you could go out and do it and have the confidence utilize your governmental offices, right? Your unemployment offices where you can go, sign up, go there. There's computers there. Don't know how to do a computer. You can take a class on it. They have so many classes there that you can go for free. It may not be that you get a job immediately. Craigslist is a great place. If you need work right now, you can put a Craigslist ad together for labor and you can set your wage at about twenty-two. To 20, but as long as you can get to the spot, they'll hire you. They'll hire you because labor's hard, right? There's always an attrition. There's always an attrition to labor, just general labor. And I've done it, and you can do it. I'm going myself through the Department of Rehabilitation. Obviously because of the physical injuries that I still have. The disabilities there. But also because of the mental stuff too. And that, they're trained for it. They're counselors there. They're trained for it. And they have seen it all. And they can help you. And it takes a little bit of uh, paperwork. And a little bit of planning. And l- it'll take some reading. But you can do it. You can do it. You can't. Because you have to do you. Here's the thing. If you're not happy enough in your job, then you're not going to be happy in life. You're not going to be happy in your relationship. You're not going to be happy around your pets, and I want you to have many. You're not going to be self-loving that you need to. And it does not take anything to start over except a decision to do it. You can have confidence, courage. I would love to hear your story. Do you know you can always call the show program's number at 916 794 4 excuse me, 916 794 5598. That's 916 794 5598. You can email Clem, at C L E M dot C dot B O C at gmail.com. You can go to our Facebook page, Beyond Our Comprehension, as I'm burping there, excuse me. And I would love to talk to you about helping you in any kind of an obstacle path. I would love to hear your story. The same as Mr. and Mrs. Madison that were on the street for homeless. I love to hear stories like that. They're working, they're homeless, and they're working. They're homeless and they're working. Let me say that again. They're homeless and they're working. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. If you leave your office and you go home and you see a homeless encampment, don't you dare through your nasty, ignorant eyes of fucking perception. Don't you dare cast judgment on those people. Unless your ass has been out there freezing yourself, don't you put no judgment upon you. Unless you, yourself, want to hear their stories, don't you pass judgment on them. Because you don't know the stories that's going on around in there. Over the weekend, I just couldn't get enough. I had to just... I had to watch homeless documentary after homeless documentary after homeless documentary after homeless documentary. I can't stop it. It's cold outside, that's why. I saw Don today. I was about ready to go across the bridge and the bay, and Don was outside the gate. He said, hey, a year ago, In Christmas time, around, yeah, it was a year ago, Don was homeless and he was on the street. And he had grown up as a young child and lived, and he just pointed out the different areas in Concord where he, you know, he lived, grew up in that area. And I didn't ask him how, how, or why, or it didn't matter. And I just went in and I had this Steelers jacket, this sideline Steelers jacket and Steelers is my favorite team Steelers my favorite team my dad liked the Bengals Centenary Bengals and I wanted to pick one in his same you know in the in the same you know division so I picked the Steelers couldn't reap for the same one can't Uh, I just can't be a sheep you know, but it was great because then that way it gives you know, it gives us arrivals, right? We get to root for different teams. And uh, I had this sideline jacket that I had seen, and I got it when it was summertime, it was cheap, and it was the season before. But it's the ones. It was huge. It's like the ones that they would they wore around their uh, shoulder pads and everything. It was kind of like that. Too long for me. Too big for me. Don's like six foot three. And I'm like, all right. This is going to be perfect. This is perfect. Right? Because it's nice and warm inside. Nice and warm inside. And uh, all right. So here's all the tuna and I'm like, can you work a P-53? He's like, I know what a P-53 is. I can work that. All right, here's a P-53. Here's cans of tuna. If you need some more food, you come on back. All right, but here's a jacket. It's cold. It's raining. I can't help it. I know what it's like to be out there. Bakersfield, I was like, look, it's cold down here. Why don't we knit some, some hats, crochet. I don't know if you've ever studied science, but it can be kind of maddening, right? I mean, you're talking different languages. The what you have to absorb—it's not like you just get to read it and reference the material. No, if you're in biology, they drill it so much in you. Oh, finding Richard Feynman had a great joke about biologists. Great. So it was cool. Yeah, the biology club, we just, you know, crocheted. I had to do something. I had to do something to avert my my brain from the books and the chemistry and the genetics, all that stuff. Oh, botany. Woo! you yeah, you think plants is easy. you think botany is easy. Think again. I wasn't going for, you know, Seas get degrees. I had, you know. It's cold. It's cold out there. I think, yeah, I think I'm pretty much convinced that I'll probably will do another homeless series, but I'll do it on the other side of the bay. I will be doing a, a homeless series here again in San Francisco as I follow back up with uh Down in the Tenderloin. I'll follow back up in the Tenderloin, uh, especially with, uh you know, the governor of the little... Uh, community there off of uh, 6th and Jesse you know I, I wish you would if you can just take some food down there if you're taking sandwiches don't put mayonnaise on the bread you people don't put mayonnaise on the bread Go to whatever you got to do. Find a package mayonnaise somewhere and offer it that. Let them put their condiments on it. You don't know what those people like. They don't like, they may not like the same thing you are. Don't assume just because they're on the street that they want to eat your nasty ass food. Give them options. As I say that, please bring them food and warm food and soups and all that. Please don't adhere to all my negativity as I'm yelling at you and asking you to do stuff for me at the same time. But yeah, but we we will be going back down to the the tenderloin in San Francisco. Um, I went looking for Moses the other night. Moses is on Twenty uh, First Street. Uh, he lives in a in a vehicle. Well, he lives on the street. Everything he owns is in the vehicle. And thank. Thank goodness he has his disabled placards so that way, you know, they won't tow his vehicle and he doesn't have to keep bouncing around. But uh, he's, uh, he's got cancer. He's going to die. And, uh, and it's, it'll be sooner than later. Uh, the, the tumor, you could feel it uh, on his abdomen, in his stomach. It's huge. And everybody else is gone now. Two brothers passed away. His mother just passed away. Dr- depressed and dying. I wonder if I, if that's what it should be called for him. His little segment, depressed and dying. He was depressed. He had so much pain. Mikey, I don't know if if you believe this, so I'll just take this to another level here. Uh, yes. You got to start believing that we're all connected. You got to. It's, uh, it's almost imperative as breathing. Do you understand? It's almost imperative as breathing right now is the understand that we're all connected, that we're all part of, uh, the universe here. And, uh, That when we feel we're alone, we're not. All we have to do is step outside our door and go a block this way or a block uh, that way. And you can find people that just want to have human contact and interaction. That so many people avert their eyes from them because they're so uncomfortable. Because they can't help them. Because they think help has to become in a monetary way they think help has to come in uh some kind of aid and all it does sometimes is takes an ear that's all it takes is just recognizing them as a human being recognizing them that hey i've seen you a couple of times you know i don't have anything but i you know look what i picked up here today it's extra this don't take an apple Some people don't have teeth. They can't, you know, take stuff that, you know, take stuff that's nourishing. You know, water's always good. Fresh water. You can give them a, you know, water's always good. Hey, I got extra water. You mind if I just talk to you for a little bit? People say, like, no, I'll go to the next person. Some people just want to be left alone. Some people are just coming off of a shift. You don't know. You don't know. I'm thinking, I I thank the goodness that there's a Department of Rehabilitation. uh, And, you know, I just went through orientation Monday morning there. And I have my my counselor already. I have my paperwork to fill out. And then we go from there. And in meantime, uh, what did I do? I watched the little film there. I took down the little notes there. I made a plan from the notes watching the film. And now I get to go forward with the plan. So when I meet with the counselor, I say, well, here's the plan I want. This is what I did. And this is the result I've had so far, right? I get to go in. That way, he or she figures out that, all right, great. This person is proactive And when you're proactive, that means the time goes much better for them because they want to help people who want to help themselves. You have to want to help themselves, right? But yes, it could be dreadful. It could be omniscient. It could be something that's just like, "Ah, I'm so afraid and terrified because it is. You know, one thing, you've got to go out there and you've, you've got to look for the job, but then you've got to apply for the job. And then after you apply the job, you got to interview for the job. That's why county resources are so important out there. Because when you have the county resources out there, what do you get? Well, you get the opportunity. You get the opportunity of having mocked up interviews of people who aren't going to shit all over you. That's the worst part, right? You get somebody who you think is going to shit all over you. No, they're there to help. And that's what's so great. Recruiters call up different kind of temporary agencies and say, hey, this is the skills I have. I'm, I'm new to putting my resume together. But, you know, I'd like to take any kind of skill assessments that you have. Right, Kelly Services have skill assessment. A lot of temp services out there have skill assessments that you can that you can utilize. All right, all right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more this episode of Beyond Our Comprehension. We had jobs. That's why I'm going to title it "We Had Jobs," and we want jobs again. You gotta make your own music if you got your own podcast, right? If you can do it better, please do.
3: Looking out in God's world snake bite to my soul and I wondered if I could stay there with that perfect morning dew upon my nose
2: All right. You know, sometimes you gotta have music to take a break. And that's what that was, that was the break music. That was the break music after the rant. You can do it, Jobs. We're all talking about Jobs here, that's what we're talking about. And not Steve Jobs. Unless that's whose position you'd like to take over. And uh, we'll get a little bit of more innovation going on with Apple. Here we are in the last hour beyond our comprehension. And you know what's coming up next from the 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. hour? It's Clem's Casaway's open mic and improv. And we've got the sign up by the door. The door's closed, but we're trying to keep the heat in. So just pop on through from the 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. hour. And join us. We'll be doing a lot of promotions for the Comedy Festival. Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. It's the fifth annual one. It's from March 1st to the 7th. And so we'll be covering different types of comics. Different types of comics out there. Like Dick Nundas. Dick Nundas is the articulate asshole, ladies and gentlemen. Nick Nundas is a stand-up comedian based in Seattle, Washington, who's performed across the country, raised outside of Providence, Rhode Island, but with Washington roots. This West Coast transplant has quickly earned himself high praise in the Seattle comedy circuit, everybody. Quick wit, self-deprecating humor, and not-so-funny, What? I don't know what that acronym stands for, so I'm so green. But also does a donut review show show called Glazed and Confused. I bet you can find that on YouTube. Anyways, just go to his website, which is DickNundas.com. It's D-I-C-N-U-N-D-A-S.com. And let's see if I can bring back up the Facebook Link that I had there. Why won't I be able to do this? It's because you have to log back in to the Wi Fi stream in order to access that kind of page again. Ah, and isn't this. Just like it. Let me see. Uh, You know, technical difficulties happen. And you just got to... Sometimes that's it. Sometimes that's just the way it goes. And the Wi-Fi. I am not surprised. Being down again as it's always down throughout it's never consistent never consistent except consistently down but we're not down are we no we're not so we're talking about jobs so what is are you problem solver uh, do you like art do you like doing engineering do you like research do you where are you at do you like sales uh, communications Uh, do you want to work phones you know do you want to deal with public or not deal with public there that's an easy one right there do i want to deal with the public or not deal with the public right that makes an easy kind of a of a decision that's helpful and then whatever you do do you have skills that go with that of course you do working with a resume coach there are a lot of templates out there and a lot of people that you can find with great yelp reviews and don't be afraid to contact them and go what do i really get for my service i need to know and a lot of them are going to tell you well you kind of got to do the homework ahead of time right there you can't just plop down unless you're going to pay them a thousand bucks for them to create some kind of resume for it you got to know you kind of got to know what you like you got to network F- figure out the the first thing is is where you want to work at please don't tell me you want to drive an hour away i mean unless absolutely the industry is not within 10 to 15 miles and the reason i say that is because i want you to have a life and live you see you see what i'm saying I mean, you want to be able to enjoy yourself, not just on the days off, right? So that way, you're working, but your working isn't your full life, right? You work to have enjoyment. That's the whole thing about science and technology. It's it's so that we have the abilities to enjoy our other hobbies. That's why I love about it. I love, I love having the background in the science field is because it. It makes everything that I do that much, that much better. It makes everything I do that much better because I know the reasonings behind it. I don't wonder. I don't question as much, which allows me freedom to question the areas that I do question, and then I can focus my learning, knowledge in that and that area. Understand this: whatever you pick and whatever career field it is, you have to keep educating yourself, keep learning new skills. You have to be able to do this. Love what you do, and in order you to do it well, you have to continue to progress and, and gain new skills. And do not think of it as one-sided. See, here's, here's how it should be. You should think of employment as... I thank them for the hourly wage in order to continue my appointment in long term for this company I want to. I will do as much as possible to make sure that I am beneficial to the company. And that is by continuing any kind of you know, special education and kind of voco- vocational training or whatever I need to. That is one thing. You can't go into any career and stagnate and not continue to learn. Right, because there's always going to be new technologies. The McDonald's of today is not going to be the McDonald's of tomorrow, right? The Mac- robotics is going to eliminate a lot more of those manual jobs, right? That don't, I mean, even more than they are before. Even more than there used to be twice as many people that worked at McDonald's than do now. Do you understand? Because there had to be so many hands that touched your meal. I think that's probably why you get sick all the time. No, I'm just... It's not the thing. Look at countries that have technology now. And where they have been able to replace the individuals. And then look at what their... What their growth trends look to be in the job market. And then you'll be able to apply that kind of... That's right. I'm talking... It's a global market that you... Did you... uh, Should I have said that first? You're competing on a global scale. That is also what you need to know. You're not competing with the person in the next apartment or the person in the next house or whatever. You are competing for jobs on a global scale. And there's many people who will come here to take advantage of the jobs that are here and will outperform you because they will take it upon themselves to learn an additional school skill or to work harder or to, you know, something. And so you got to do that. You got to do that. So there's a lot of stuff going into getting that job. I've got... Uh, interview coming up with a pharmaceutical company prominent n- name um and that's it's a good gig it's a good gig i'm looking forward to uh to seeing if i can nail one of those choice choice 312s or compressed works that's what i want I want to keep this Tuesday open. I like it. I like it. I like it because I'm starting to get a response into the uh, open mic, and I like doing that because a lot of the things I have to do during the week is is there's a lot of reading, there's a lot of you know keeping up, there's a lot of s- stuff to work on, and this actually this is the only time where I'm not working. Isn't that something? I mean, I'm I I'm paying myself to sit in this chair, so I am. Basically, you know, earning a wage. But this, to me, this, to me, is not work. This, to me, is passion. It's fun. I love to do it. I love to share the information. Because at many times, I've had to go back to, I think, uh, there was, uh, when I earned my certified nursing assistant uh, certificate, and I went through that course, that was great. You know, I had just left the construction in uh industry and i was like look i i i will take whatever help you can and it was a great step because i was like "Yeah, yeah hey I don't mind this. This isn't too bad. This is great. I could, you know, this was this was a good foundation. It obviously led to furthering, uh, you know, taking anatomy and physiology and, and medical dosage and pharmacology and all those other courses as I was, you know, kept continuing my education. And then I, you know, after the associate's degrees, then I was like, oh. I got it. That biotechnology is just calling me. It was calling me like a lighthouse beacon. And man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I had the opportunities, but it was hard work. Everybody was like, how did you do it? I was, My sister jumped in before I could even say it. It was hard fucking work. He studied. I did. I did. It was study, sleep, study, sleep, study, sleep. That was it. There was no, people talk about social life. What social life? If the social life was around studying, yeah, it took, it took place at the coffee garden uh, by Sacramento city college. That's exactly what my, my life was, right? It was focused on the goal and that's what you have to do for the job too. You'd be surprised. It can take you less than three days. It can take you less than seven days to get at work. Less than seven days, if you put the effort into it. Less than seven days to get any kind of unemployment. And there's such a variety of jobs that you can do. There's, stu- uh, the, it may be that your whole premise of getting the job is this is the job to get you to the next job. Right? You're going. All the interviews you can go to. Uh, what's your short term plan? My short uh, my short term plan is uh, this is my passion, so I'm learning this is my hobby, and I'd like to further that and these kind of career goals. But I need this position, and these are the skills that I bring to this position, which obviously will lead me into my next career path. But I need this job now, uh, you know, on my way. And I, you know, I have two great things: I have a positive attitude and a great work ethic. That's it. There, those two. I want you to just make sure that that's. Well, tell me something about you yourself. Well, a lot of people say uh, two words: positive attitude, and two other words: work ethic. I have great of both. Right. However you want to frame it, you can use it. But I don't know where to get those kind of skill set. Yes, you do. Call friends. I don't have any friends. Invent some. Invent some until you can have others, right? However you have to do it, there is no other excuse. Do you understand? There is no other excuse. It's going to be hard work, but you can do it. You can do it. That's the main thing. You have to stay positive. And you have to know that no matter what the market is, no matter if you just got fired, if you lost your job, if you're just getting out of school, if you man, I'll tell you one thing. I have great recruiters. And I'm not talking just great recruiters. I've have, I've have worked with these recruiters since coming out uh, of the university, and then and then relocating up here to the Bay. And these recruiters are great people because one, they understand how how difficult it is to navigate the job market, right? And so it may be that that's the way you want to start. You may want to try and see if there's a contract position, a good three, six, nine, 12 months, where you can do a trial, you know, employment in some of the some of the areas and internships. <laughs> if you can't intern, volunteer, right? Oh, do you have an internship? No. Can I? Do you have a volunteer? When I walked into Contra Costa Television. And I met with the operations managers there. They didn't have an intern position open. They didn't have a paid position open. But I'm already doing content. Do you do you understand? I'm already doing content for my show. You know, I do a homeless series. I I work camera. I I write script. I manage, you right. I have to do advertising. I have to do this, right? As the authors, uh, Uh, that show that they had on uh, Veterans Voices, as the author said there, nobody will sell your book. You have to do it. Nobody is going to sell this show. I have to do it. I have to put it together. No one is going to hand you the job. You have to put your investment into it. What product are you selling? You're selling yourself. You're selling yourself, and you can do that. I never had any sales experience in my life. Yes, you have. You sell yourself on what meal you have, what groceries you have. There's sales experience in you at all time, right? You see something you like, you do it. What do you like? What are your hobbies? What are your interests? Do you like to read? If you do, then you basically have an, an attention to detail because you can manipulate the words into a story in your mind. So there's editing jobs out there. The first job I got out of the military, when I got out of the military, the first job I had, uh, it was uh, one of the sergeant uh, command sergeant majors. Uh, wasn't at the time, but uh, ended up command sergeant major, and his wife was working for a temp agency, it was Kelly Services, and, you know, I was getting out of the military. It wasn't my gig anymore, And but uh, I'm not going to work. And so I said, well, go into this office. So I went into that office, and I came prepared to work. I had a lunch with me, and I did. I campaigned, and they said, you know, if be prepared to work. Yeah that day if they have an assignment come in. And so I made my lunch. I went in there and the first thing that they threw me on, they're like, well, what was your education experience? I said, well, this, this, and this in the military, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, can you do editorial? I'm like, well, I can, I can, I can sure read, you know, great. And they sent me over to do, to work with on a project for a basically natural encyclopedia. It was, it was pharmacology basically for, for herbs right it was this encyclopedia on on herbs and it was a it was a doctor's manual that had been put together and i knew no i knew no hardly any of those words in there except for a lot of the side effects right so i could look at a lot of side effects and do it but there was a lot of the genus and the species and all the stuff that they were they were saying but i had a dictionary right and if i needed to and i asked a question I didn't have to be a top performer. I didn't have to know everything about, you know, I didn't have to be a doctor in order to do it. I just, if I had a question, I, I will ask, you know, I have a positive attitude and I work hard and I, and I take my time. I'm not going to rush through it. Right. I do my due diligence and, and that's what you, you have to do. You got to do your due diligence and you can do that. And it's scary, and a lot of people will get to the point. Let me tell you, there's a lot of people with a mental health illness, uh, be it bipolar or whatever, that don't understand why they can't, you know, why they don't have a job, and you know, right? And and so there's a lot of things just be of your disability where you don't understand, like you don't know which way to to pick, you don't know what to do, and that's fine. That's that's where there's so many government agencies out there, and and I'm sorry, I'm I'm just you know, trying to champion for those with disabilities out there, but it's for anybody. For anybody that needs jobs, it's you can get it and you can get the help out there. Look online, look online, look on NASDAQ, look on reports for companies out there that at least seem to have things in the pipeline. And, And, you know, when I'm looking at this, I'll talk about biotechnology. Look at, you know, there's a lot of biotechnology startups that can come and go. Believe me. I've interviewed with some of them, <laughs> it's, it's so and I've talked to some that, you know, some that are great people, uh, you know, that, uh, and here's one thing, any interview that you have, make sure that you can network some people, make sure that you ask them, you know, do you mind if, you know, can I ask you questions how I did on my interview, you know, especially if you're just a first one, you know, I'm a little nervous as, you know, I'm getting back into the interview process, don't, you know, but, you know, I, I have my basic uh, answers here but you know at the end do you, do you mind if we hold some time back where you can give me some feedback and start off up front write that right because you you know you yourself can think that it went great But in actuality, if it if it was something, you know, when it goes to the position profile and you have to do, you know, some kind of evaluation with how you stand up against a position profile and what they're actually looking for and the dynamic of their team, because, you know, obviously the people who hopefully are interviewing there have been there long enough to where they understand the dynamic of their team. And so they can give you some really some good feedback, not here's the first thing you need to know. Not every interview is going to get land into a job uh, and you have to be, I mean, comics always are uh, used to rejection, right? And in the job market, you get rejected a lot and that's okay. Don't ever get to the point where you are so desperate that you want to fit in everywhere. Don't because you can't fit into the best place that, is, that fits for you, you know, Everybody has a certain dynamic, a certain kind of personality in their different teams, right? They may be looking, and this is totally honest, right? They may be looking for certain kind of personalities to complement other kind of personalities. And two dynamic or two like A-type personalities may not work on the same team. And so that job for you may come somewhere else. That's absolutely possible. And, And do not think at all. That there is anything wrong with you. It just may be this. Have you practiced enough? Are you confident enough? And are you applying for jobs that you can do? Or are you having to stretch over your qualifications? Because that will show in the interview right then and there. And you never want to do that. Okay? And there is always going to be a certain kind of format. And you will find the kind of formats for companies. Like Roche. Like I, I interviewed for Roche and that may not be a, a, a dynamic of a company that I fit into. And, and the reason is because it's very certain in their in their uh, business kind of sense. Everybody has a certain motto, right, in their business sense. And, you know, they're looking for different kind of a person that places in there. You may be too much of a free spirit for a cage, Right. Understand that, right? I know it's kind of a little bit discursive, a little bit ambiguous there, and I'm trying to be. But, you know, if you're a bird, don't try a job that puts you in a cage, right? If you like security in cages and something that's kind of set up and simple, you cubicle life may be for you. There's nothing wrong with cubicle life. Right. You can have great relationships in 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 certain things. I I got fired from a great job of cubicle life at uh, Franklin Templeton, where, you know, it was just I just the cubicle life was great. It was just kind of uh, the work was just mundane. Very, very mundane. But if you like numbers or something like that, you know, if you like kind of doing stuff, if all you do want to kind of check in and and do the repetitive weekly, you know, daily thing and then check out because most of your, your passion, uh, you know, is outside like work isn't really important to you. You just go because that is absolutely jobs out there, right? I mean, there's definitely people that it's just like, oh, okay, I do the grind for eight hours, but I have such a wonderful life outside, right? I just want to a grind for eight hours. I just want to do something which doesn't utilize a lot of my brain skills because, I, you know, and, and, and a lot of stuff. And I'm comfortable, right? Being comfortable is okay. Being comfortable in a job is not being in a dead-end job. That's one thing that you really need to understand, right? Being comfortable in a position doesn't mean that you're not pushing yourself to the next level because growth can come at different areas, But always make sure that you're making yourself valuable to your company. That, I would say, is is a good thing. Utilize your resources. Read the books out there. Make sure you're planning for your passion. That's one thing. Make sure you're planning for your passion. Because that makes jobs not jobs. If you're doing something that you love to do, then as I would tell people, you would do it for 16 hours a day think about that because people who do surgeries, people who look work in the hospital, nurses and stuff like that, if they're working a double, they'll do something for 16 hours if they've got to pull a double on it. You got to love what you do to do something for 16 hours. And so go in that mindset. I want to find a position, I want to find my passion. That I would be willing to do for 16 hours straight, not straight. Take your lunches, right? OSHA is in effect, baby. That will tell you where where your field should should land. Hopefully, you don't have something like dids, and then and you're you're comparable at any point because you know there may be a whole lot of different things you would like to do for 16 hours. Uh, I know drawing couldn't be, uh, I painstakingly, you know, drawing is, is hard. You really you got to put the time into it, especially like, that's why some of the projects that, you know, in drawing class went in, in it was, it, you'd start it the week before. So it would take a couple of weeks to get in. You had your daily drawing that you always had to do, but the, the large projects and you'd be working on those for hours at a time at different times, right? You would come back to the drawing and like that. And you can have natural talent, but if you don't love it, if you don't love it, I guess what it could be if you love drawing, what you love drawing. So do what you love, right? Um, I have a great book. Uh, we were talking about writing books uh, last night as as the production was going on for Veterans Voices, uh, and you can go to uh, Facebook and you can type in search for Veterans Voices, and you can see the authors that were on last night there and you know we were talking about there's you know a couple of different people that have written you know they've written little books and stuff like that and you know they've they've you know worked to where they're like oh I just can't get it published or something like that but uh <laughs> and some people said well maybe it's meant to be for some and not for other and I said I don't know I'm I'm reading a book right now that says get the most out of life and the first The first, when you open up the first summary on it, which is all these little chapters, is the most important thing you do first is write a book. You've got to write a book. I don't know if you have to do everything in the book. I don't know if you have to do everything to get the most out of life. But, uh, you know, everybody has to, I would say this, is you have to at least tell your story. Right. Everybody's story is so amazing. Then never think that any story is not worth not worth telling. And you have to have confidence. You have to love yourself. That's true in your job search too is love yourself. Because there are rejections. There are times where, you know, you rejected. You'll you'll get on the phone with the recruiter and you'll say, Well, I feel it went this way. These are kind of the questions we had, you know, and then it just turns out it doesn't. Probability. Use the statistical probability model it means the more resumes you put in the likelihood are that you'll get the calls okay so how does it work well you some people just can't do it every day so what do you do you just write out your days that you're going to focus on submitting resumes the days that you're going to focus on doing training the days you're going to focus on reviewing companies and contacting companies and and you know whatever you got to do you, you you know, however that process has to be, put that into some kind of an outline so that way you can fit in all the time it takes. Because one thing you will know is to start that first $16 hours you are going to do is going to be towards you getting a job. So the main thing you need to do is because this process is so time consuming, don't try to get a job in a field that you don't love. There's no reason of trying to read books on how to make feces into art if you don't love making feces into art. Why spend 16 hours researching all that stuff when, you know, maybe what you really love is, you know, seeing how far you can throw donuts, right? That's what you love. You want to see how far you can throw donuts. I know I'm I'm being very ridiculous here but I'm I'm being trying to be kind of sarcastic to to lure you away of, of don't go to something that you are not interested in because you won't put the investment into yourself and you really need to. You have to put the investment into yourself. I'm so sorry I I gypped you all. But, well, luckily the live performance was going on. So, you know, for those of you who are out there, let me just throw out our Patreon. This is the Patreon part of the show as we come up to the last uh, 12 minutes before I put on the breaker for uh, get ready and prepare for Clem's Castaways as I put some of the uh, books away back in the car and everything I have. We had jobs. We had jobs. And you can, again, there is a move, obviously, you can see and some backlash from a lot of important scientists in different kind of fields of, you know, the the need for the like the B1 visas. So you you're not having as much competition per positions Ladies and gentlemen, as you were having, and that I want to really let that known for a lot of new graduates, It, it could be a lot more saturated than it is. And the reason you'll find out that is, you know, it used to be two years ago. When you would go on some of the Indeed, the zip recruiters or some of the sites there, uh, you didn't have the the background questions, the check, check questions, right, before you could do the final submission. Uh, and a lot of the questions that have come in, in last three years total, actually, I think, is, you know, you see that, you know, are you a U.S. citizen? Do you require a visa? Because it's a lot harder for companies now. Uh, it, it's a lot more work. Uh so take advantage of that and take advantage of that and really take time to revamp your resume. Go through your LinkedIn profile, make sure you have your LinkedIn profile updated. Uh, but obviously, after the first of the year, that resume, just like your body, your overhaul, your exercise, and that's too job searching needs mental and physical exercise right you need to make yourself feel well so you need to do your meditation you need to do your physical exercise you need to make sure you're eating well you need to make sure that you're healthy make sure you're taking care of your car your transportation however it's going to be make sure you have an idea of how you are going to get around in the market how are you going to utilize public transportation your car what are you going to do? People are going to ask you, what about traffic? Like if I'm in Concord and if I'm trying to go for a position down in San Jose, they're going to like, uh, what about that 880 traffic? You got to have an answer to that. If you're not a traffic person, why the hell would you apply for a position? That me traveling all the time, I don't mind it. I have great Audible. I'll put an Audible and another Audible. I got more Audibles. I got the whole Feynman lecture series. I gift to me every time I get Audible credit. So I'm Audible rich, or is that Audible debt? I don't know. Right. So, but you got to have. I did uh, uh, an an analysis. There may you may have to do an analysis. Let me put it that way. And if you ever want. To DM me, you can go by Facebook, Beyond Our Comprehension. Go to our webpage there. Uh, you can DM me. You could go to our webpage, which is beyondourcomprehension.com. Uh, you could send me messages there. Obviously, the phone 916-794-5598 for our program's voicemail. That's for both shows. Email is clem.cc.boc at gmail.com. Uh, definitely that, especially if you're talented, you like music. I would love to have somebody do a jingle for me for the show. Um, this will be the first one that I chunk up for for hopefully iTunes. I don't know. We'll have to see you can get jobs you can it takes work but reach out i would love to hear a story uh nightmare stories or your positive stories uh you know for me when i first started i thought i was just going to be able to sit in the wheelchair and you know no matter, it didn't matter, you know, it's science and, and, you know, I got my degree and I'm just going to be able to roll in these labs and roll around. And because of course everybody's lab and equipment is all set up. Uh, 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 uh. Flipper says, uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. no, no, it wasn't. So there was a lot of jobs I went to that was rejection after rejection after rejection. And not just that, but just like, look, you know, we just, you know, our, our equipment and you get go around, you know, the lab, just the, the, I'm in a wheelchair and the equipment is on top of a table. I can't reach that. I don't have a lift yet. So I had to, you know, you had to make some choices. And so for me, I had to decide what do I want to do? One thing I, w- I, I knew is, is I would never not give it a chance. I would honor the people that brought me back to life, and I'll take whatever surgery I had to take, whatever procedure I got to do, give me my hands back, whatever I can do. Uh, I will do the physical therapy, whatever it was. And there are so many more people that are further along in their careers, Further along and in the master's or or they're even in a doctoral program than I was. And it's because, you know, I, I thought back as I'm taking those classes, I'm going through and I'm trying to, as I'm sitting there and I was depressed. Oh, you can't tell me how depressed I was still in pain you know i was i i was gonna i swore i wasn't going to have any surgeries i swore i wasn't gonna you know take the norco i was just going to learn to live with it and that wasn't realistic and so there were so many jobs out there that i thought i could just walk in and do and i yeah i look great on paper but when you see this person coming through in their wheelchair there You know, I, a lot of the things I did on paper, I I didn't do from a wheelchair. And I told them that straight up, you know, I, I understand that, you know, I guess uh, one thing is you can definitely see the disappointment in people's eyes when they know, and they see a person coming in a wheelchair, like shit, my lab isn't set up for them. And I had to deal with that. So. You can get a job at any time you have to and sometimes you're just going to have to do some procedures that maybe more maybe more may call for you to do more than others in order for you to get the same kind of jobs, have the same kind of uh, opportunities. But if you're picking something that you would do for 16 hours. I have to under, I have to believe, I have to believe that you are so smart, that you love yourself so much that you wouldn't torture yourself and that you would pick some kind of a path, right? No matter where it is. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have to work two jobs. When I right out of the wheelchair is boom, two jobs. Uh, You had to you know, got bills to pay, whatever. So you may have to do that. Get good at the one first, right? Get good at the one first, but that may, that be. you may have jobs on different days with different companies. But if it is within the thing that you are passionate about, you won't mind. You won't mind at all. You won't. I told someone, I'm like, you could give me a cot and a lab, And I would be so happy. And it's absolutely right. You know, you could give me a radio program here and let me talk about the journey of getting back into the workforce. And I'll do that. You want to talk about biotechnology? Let's do that. You want to talk about religion? Let's do that. You know, my career path will let me do what? It'll afford my hobbies and what I love. And I love sharing information with you listeners out there. I truly do. Please go to our website. It's beyondourcomprehension.com. Please email me, clem.cc.boc at gmail.com. Call the voicemail. Leave your info, right? Especially if you're a comic in the area and you'd like to pop in on a podcast uh, and do some networking, for sure, and then transition into the open mic, do a little quick set, and then get on because you got to go to other places to do it too. That's no problem. Pop in for early, do a four p.m. you know blast off. You get it first, and then you're out of here, or come on in. Just make sure you come on in before 5:50. So, uh, Clem's Castaways, I'm gonna click that breaker at 5:50. So that way Sean can move in with Bughouse Squares uh, and it's a great radio station. I mean, sorry, it's it's great albums doing a great album play that Sean does there at Bughouse Square. You can get a job. If you have a job right now, you can get a better one that's more aligned to your passions. You don't have to give up. If you're homeless, you can get a job. There's homeless people out there working The government wants you to work. The government wants you to work. Never think that the government doesn't, right? There may be limitations on how long that you can get unemployment. There may be limitations if you're not getting disability. I know I got to pull five years straight paying student loans five years straight before I can even qualify to apply for disability. But wherever you are, make sure you're doing one thing, believe in yourself and utilize The resources out there. Believe in yourself and utilize the resources out there. I'm Clem with Beyond Our Comprehension, and I thank you so much for joining us today on Tuesdays. Join us here every Tuesday, please, from 2 to 4 p.m.
3: As I raised those sides to my cheek, I wondered what God would say in my ear. If I laid there silently, I saw every carnation he could do from the tree to the elk, to the bear, to the squirrel, to the ant, to the worm. I could even feel the energy of the ones I couldn't see. And in that moment I knew I couldn't do it. I couldn't take that perfect life. As they jet in from one side of that meadow to the other, my. Eye. get monkey brains!
0: Week. Get your tickets.
3: These things just took over me.
4: Just took over my whole body.
2: It's your boy CFO here, here to let you know that the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week get your tickets now on eventbrite just search mutiny radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the u.s coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st street in the heart of the mission or if you can't be with us listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events
4: What kind of a future
5: Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation?
1: MutinyRadio.fm
5: Streaming live. Station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Mutiny Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. mutinyradio.fm hit the donate button stream them live download a podcast have some fun Francisco Mutiny Radio
6: The the Cadillac, 1969 gold Cadillac with a white I up here. And I started
5: to do some thinking. I'm
1: having I a really, really good time. Flat, black, glass, and big splits and cruising. Saturday night, I am eternal. Lori <laughs> Sturgeon's voice is absolutely right. I am Teddy
4: Beas. And I will cut Blake. Oh, Henry, yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your
3: uh, from your chief nurse, Major Ohulahan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I-, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh the dude-
5: I'm Michael Spiegelman, and I am Carl Not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, two to four p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies. That uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay. Bye.
6: What's happening? This is your boy Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at MutinyRadio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events.
4: Billy Bob. that's what I'm saying. It's the joke workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 PMs at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499
6: Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill.